I had known a lot of missionaries in my life and in a way, I don't want to say like idolize them or anything, but like it was something that I always thought I would want to do. Just was like, that's such a cool life, you know? And then I went to a DTS and it really taught me about just taking God where you are, that our lives are the mission field, not just like going away somewhere special and doing ministry and then going home, but every day. This is Big C, Little C, a podcast from Current Church in Franklin, Indiana, where we explore how the local church fits in with the global church and how the kingdom is at work on a local level. Current Church meets on Sunday nights at 6 at The Gear in Franklin and exists to encounter God, equip the church, and engage the world. We believe that whatever God is going to accomplish in this world, He is going to do through the church Big C. These are our stories and the testimony of the power of God in everyday lives. Find out more at currentchurch.net or look for us on Facebook and Instagram. Now here's your host, Jeremy. Hey, thanks for listening. I've had a couple people ask me, is iTunes the only way to hear this? And the answer is no. The audio is also found at soundcloud.com slash current church. Uh, that works really well from a desktop or a laptop. Also, there's a SoundCloud app that's free, so you can listen on your phone that way as well. But if you're forwarding the link to somebody uh, so they can hear it, soundcloud.com slash current church is probably easiest. Still working on the Sunday night message archives. Speaking of which, we weren't able to do this last time. So let's listen in to this past Sunday night and frontman Gene. Then we get down to verse 17 where he says, The old is gone, the new has come. Verse 18, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he committed us to the message of reconciliation. And then I want to add verse 20, the first part. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. Man, this is heavy duty, right? That we are Christ's ambassadors, given the message of reconciliation. In other words, if you think about this, um, in the political world, nations send people to other countries as ambassadors, right? We have an ambassador to different parts of the world, or in other parts of the world have ambassadors to us. And what is their job? To represent their nation to wherever they're going, correct? So, and they, so consequently, they're not, they don't get to speak their opinion they, get to, they have to speak basically what the kingdom or what the nation would want them to speak. They're representing their nation. They're not there to go, well, I don't really care for chocolate pudding, but since you're serving, you know, but I'll eat it because they're there. They're not there for their opinion. They're there to do the work of representing the kingdom. Paul tells us we are Christ's ambassadors. We're not here to voice our opinion on Facebook. We're here to represent the kingdom in all of life. And get that in your head and heart. That's heavy hitting, ladies and gentlemen. We have to think about what we do because what we say, what we think, doesn't matter. 
Your opinion doesn't count. We're ambassadors of Christ, ambassadors of another kingdom. Therefore, our job is to reconcile people to God. The kingdom, what Jesus wants us to say is, I have hope for you, be reconciled to God. You can join my kingdom. You can be a part of my nation. You can be a part of my people. You can be reconciled to God. There's hope for you. We are Christ's ambassadors as though Christ was making his appeal through us. This goes back to what I'm saying all the time. Whatever God's going to do in the world, he's going to do through the church. And I'm not talking about the building because we are the church. If you go on Google Maps and look up this location, it's Franklin City Church. It's not even current church. We don't exist. It's Franklin City Church. And I'm actually fine with that because this ain't the church. You are. I am. And it's as though Christ were making his appeal through us because whatever he's going to do in the world, he's going to do through the church, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Woo! And that's why it's imperative that you be empowered with the Holy Spirit. That's another sermon altogether. What's new at Current? Well, this month we're celebrating Fifth Sunday early. So September 23rd at 6 o'clock, regular time. It's Chaotic Resemblance in Concert. This is a free show. Plenty of room. Bring your friends. Presented by Church 52 and Current Church. If you haven't heard them, uh, look them up on YouTube first and then come to the show. September 23rd, 6 o'clock. Justin and Bitsy Bowwinkle moved from Chicago to Indianapolis about five years ago and became a part of Current pretty quickly. Since then, they've had two children. They've become a huge part of our family, hosting people, hosting small groups, serving in the nursery, serving uh, on stage, and in a number of different ways. Today, we're sitting down with Bitsy. Uh, I have a little help today in studio, so be looking forward to that. Uh, let's jump right in to our conversation with Bitsy Bowwinkle. Thanks for listening. Pastor Gene, frontman Gene, has said many times on the mic that he felt called to come down to Franklin to pastor the scene kids. And now they're either gone or grown. But Bitsy, you were a scene kid at one time, correct? I suppose so, what? if that's the term you want to use. I've heard rumors. <laughs> I've heard you, you texted me last night, and we were kind of brainstorming about this episode, mm -hmm. and you said something, the crux of it was, well... I'm a former cool chick turned mom. <laughs> <laughs> but she's still really cool. Right. So I, I, and I, in every joke, there's a little bit of truth. A little bit. <laughs> or a little bit of self-perception in that way. So is it, is that a, well, we're going to start heavy here. Oh man. Uh, is that a Deep. daily, is that a, is that a daily, by the way, that other voice you hear is Ashley. She is off the back row beat for this week and joining us in studio as the unofficial co-host. Is that a mental battle that you fight regularly as oh, far I, as uh, your identity and, and all that? I think so. I think a lot of people maybe struggle with that as time goes on. You get older, your kids, you have kids, they become a priority. And uh, I think certain parts of things you used to take time for in your life just kind of go wayside. And then one day you're like looking at the next generation and you're just like, man, I used to have fun. I used to go out. I used to do my hair. I used to, you know, like care about certain things that you just don't care about anymore. And I would say, I don't, I don't, it's not like I, I don't think I'm not cool, but maybe I don't 
do as much of the stuff I used to, you know, like make efforts in certain ways that make seen kids seen kids. So on the outside, I'm a mom, <laughs> but on the inside, I still listen to punk rock, still listen to, you know, all the music I used to and like that culture and have so many friends still involved in that culture. And is that the answer you're looking for? It's the right answer. <laughs> uh, how seen was your scene era? How seen was, like, me personally? Yeah, for you personally. Oh, man. Like, how side bang was your side bang? <laughs> oh, no. I didn't do the side bangs. See, I, I was grew up in the punk rock scene, so I had a mohawk mm. and actually three mohawks at one point. We did, you know, had fun, crazy, every color uh, hair that I could find whether it was hair, actual hair dye or Kool-Aid or markers or oh whatever gosh. I could find. This high school, high school years? Yeah, 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 high school years. And then some like early, early 20s, early late teens. See, I'm, I'm trying to pick somebody who's only known you for like a year. I'm trying to picture yeah. their reaction. I've known mm-hmm. you, or I knew that early on in knowing you, but yeah. somebody who's only known you is in your mom, <laughs> momly state. <laughs> There, are, I know there are he pictures. Say it. I know there are pictures of this. Yeah, so, I feel like we well, should get. Yeah, some we'll of see those. if we can borrow those from uh, the official Big C Little yeah. C po- uh, Instagram she, page. That, but people look at it and be like, "She's a mom." <laughs> you're you're surrounded at current church by a lot of other young moms or very similar aged people who probably fight a lot of the similar battles yeah. that you do. Or I don't want to stigmatize it by any means but who are probably walking a similar path. Is there community in that for you? Uh, Yeah, definitely. I think when uh, moms actually open up, because it's not that we're unwilling to, it's just sometimes life goes, you know, you go through life and your kids need something and you just forget to talk about it. But any time that I've sat down with any of the moms at church and like opened up about that, nine times out of 10, they're feeling the same way. You know, they, everybody, like you grow up, you you're working so much on your identity. You're trying to be this person and grow into this person that you want to be. And then, you know, you you may want children, and that you know is an amazing part of growing up. Um, amazing like challenge to take on, but you don't necessarily know what it's going to entail until you get there. And then you get there, and you realize you've forgotten about all these other things that you had desires for, and because your kids need you and you love them and you want, you know, to provide the best you can for them. And they come first a lot of times. And uh, so I think like most moms go through that in their head. You know, most moms are like, what am I doing for me? You know, and it's for me, it's really important to have that time to focus on something for myself. And I feel like I can provide my kids a better quality time with them if I'm like able to whether it's sewing or crafting or doing whatever you know uh going out and talking to friends and having a cup of coffee just doing something even small just to remember like I'm a person too you know and uh so I feel like when I do that I have more to offer my kids and I feel like a lot of moms that I talk to go through the same issues it's really good it's mm-hmm. good stuff I feel like a lot of the moms at church I don't know if you've noticed this. I know you've been a part of it too, but we all just kind of like adopt each other's kids. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a mom, so I can't say like we, I guess not me, but 
I don't know. Like, I'll see you holding Mila or someone else holding someone else's kid. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's, like, really cool about our church is that we're able to kind of mom mom it together <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody, uh, everybody pitches in. Mm-hmm. Everybody takes care of each other's kids. And, like, I, I really appreciate that about having my kids there because um, I don't have to worry about, like, worry about them all the time. I know... If I don't see them doing something, that somebody else is going to catch them. Somebody else is going to get Ollie before she runs out the door. Somebody's you know? <laughs> taking care of it. Yeah, yep. I mean, they're somebody's watching her, and um, and also for her sake, she's growing up around all these people who care about her and love her, and are, um, you know, she knows, you know, she's two, so she's like pushing the limits, right? And um, so I know that there's a certain level of like she respects other people there as authorities in her life as well and so they you know obviously can just be like Livia should be doing that you know <laughs> like so and and she'll listen you know and she'll respond and I think she knows people are watching her if people are you know there for her also if she needs it, it you know that it's um it's a good family support to have around her um and same with Benji you know when he gets old enough mm-hmm. <laughs> but he'll he'll have that same group of people around you know and it's it means a lot as a parent to have that for kids i know alicia has said before it takes a village yeah <laughs> that kind of goes along with what you say alicia, oh yeah alicia rodham clinton yeah yeah <laughs> i'm a non-mom what would you have for people at current like me what kind of things would you like us to understand about your journey and process and what church looks like for you and getting there and nursery life and for me when I'm ready I get in my car I drive I go when I get there I don't have to walk to another door and get another human being out I walk into the church at my speed (laughs) these are things that I'm (laughs) I'm sure I take for granted I try to be conscious of but there are a lot of people going through different things on Sundays that somebody like me can't know. Uh, mm-hmm. What would you like us to know? Oh, man. Well, just from my experience as a mom, <laughs> that uh, there, for one thing, I always feel bad, like right after service, having to pick up my kids, like immediately, because <laughs> it's, you know, there's somebody waiting with your children in the in the nursery room or whatever, you know, and I always feel bad when, like, people are, like, maybe trying to start a conversation and I just have to like take off you know so I don't mean anything by it and I wish I had more time to just like float there and stay and converse you know but um maybe just like that you know in the back of parents heads it's like the kids exist you know they're always there you're always you know focused on them um that would be one point uh and also like Though back to the conversation we had before about identity, uh, sometimes like we'll, I'll go to church, I'll show up, put the kids in uh, kid care and have service, and then immediately you know my kids are losing it and it's getting late and they're getting tired and hungry or whatever, and I've got to rush out and there's not a whole lot of time for like for that conversation to happen during Sunday, you know, like there's not time for me to always talk to Ashley and sometimes she's like hey and I'm like hey see ya you know (laughs) and like I just have to go even though that's what I want 
and like uh, being involved in church things, uh, you know, I have things that I can offer, things that I've, you know, done in my life that I feel like I want to participate. But then when it comes to being a mom first, there's, it's complicated, you know, it's not always as easy as um, some people, for some people that can just show up and leave when they need to, you know, there's like on the way here yesterday, Benji was sick, you know, (laughs) it was like, I'm preparing and trying to think about this in this podcast. And, you know, my kid's sick, and I'm not getting sleep last night, I didn't sleep very much, you know, so there's that like those complications. I've always had great timing, by the way. (laughs) No, I mean, that's it was fine. But there's maybe those like complications that like, I personally want to participate in church events or church things more often to be a part of the body but it like gets complicated with kids you know if that makes sense speaking with by the way is bitsy bonwinkle the best stage name ever i say yes (laughs) i agree we're speaking with bitsy and i'm jeremy and that's ashley you may know her from the back row beat among other places you were you and justin bonwinkle have been married for Six years? Ten years. Ten years. <laughs> close. Very close. <laughs> I've heard tales of, and there's a lot that I know that we want to get to and, and that Ashley wants to get to, uh, but I'm just thinking about kind of you were talking about maybe your journey doesn't look like the way you would have charted it out, but that's kind of been the case for you two, right? I mean, what was your first housing arrangement after <laughs> marriage? I've heard, I've heard this story oh, before. So when we got married... Um, I we we lived with his family. We built an apartment in their basement. <laughs> they were the pastors of the church that we grew up in, and um, they lived in the parsonage. And then so we built this little apartment that was didn't even it was just like I guess a studio <laughs> if you want to call it that. There was like no bedroom doors or anything. It just was a door, and I there was a door on the bathroom, but no kitchen. So we shared a kitchen with his parents and. Um, we were touring together uh when we first got married so we weren't home a ton um and you know they they allowed us to build that little place to stay while we were while we were home but yeah it was it was tight justin it was so short that he had so there was rafters in the ceiling and he had to walk through the middle of the rafters (laughs) (laughs) he couldn't even stand up in his own apartment and we had lost so many light bulbs i don't know on his head (laughs) so it was tight when you guys are grandparents that's going to seem like such a far-fetched story for your grandkids but that was only 10 years ago that's that's modern that's a modern day tale i have a feeling they're gonna be like and they walked uphill (laughs) both ways like yeah (laughs) so you said that you guys were touring at the beginning of your marriage so do you want to talk a little bit about that what does that mean yeah, um, so my husband was in a band for uh, 15, 15 years, and he played drums. Um, and so when when we got married, uh, I was on the road with them for two and a half years after that. Um, and uh, we, the, let's see, the first, first two years, we were gone 280 days a year. So, wow. yeah, it was a lot. A lot of road time. We were traveling in a 15-passenger van and a 14-foot trailer back of that and just went all over. We saw almost every state in those first two years. Um, and, 
yeah, they had a bed in the back and we just like, you know, rotate drivers and stuff and it was fun. But it, yeah, it, he's, he was in a band with um, his brothers. So there was his brothers and then um, they have a bagpipe and mandolin player. And yeah, it was a lot of people to be in a van. <laughs> Even if it was a 15 passenger, they're all like, you know, seven feet tall. So it was tight. Again, another tight living situation. <laughs> yeah, because Justin's siblings are yeah. also really tall, right? Yes, yes, yeah. So Justin's, I think, like 6'6 six, six or something. His brothers are all taller than him. So his one brother's 6'10", and yeah. What was your role uh, while you were touring with them? Um, to start, I was doing merch. I started off doing uh, merchandise stuff, selling at the table, um, organizing all the orders and inventory stuff. Um, and at that point, we were doing mail order ourselves like through the website. So I would help Kyle, his brother, manage some of the mail order stuff. And then it kind of went into... In later years, um, tour managing, so actually managing the tours and, you know, working with the bookers and all the promoters and stuff from different shows. And yeah. I feel like that was probably a really interesting start to marriage. Yeah, it was. I think, so not on the road, immediately I started doing um, a lot of their financial stuff, and that was um, interesting because I had never done any of that stuff before. I'm like... I remember sitting down and with their books and just being like, gosh, I don't remember the last time I balanced my own checkbook. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, it'd been probably five years or something, you know, since I even looked at a checkbook. And so I was just like, oh, I got to start learning about this, I guess. And so it was just like trying to learn this whole new aspect of running a business that I had never done before. It was a lot of lot of pressure but um found out i actually really like it (laughs) and so i learned a little bit about myself while doing it and um yeah do you feel like it's prepped you for things now or oh yeah i for sure especially now in um where we're at in life right now we have to keep on a tight budget and um you know just making sure we're living within our means and all that stuff like understanding how money works and how uh, we're using it uh definitely before I would say before that I didn't have any of that in my mind I just you know kind of like got through (laughs) you know but um it has helped me understand how to be like a good steward with what we have and utilize it in the best way possible let's get a break when we get back let's hear a bizarre road story Uh, I'm sure there's something (laughs) Uh, we're speaking with Bitsy Bawinkle on the Big C Little C podcast we'll be right back When we think of the Netherlands, we picture windmills and fields of tulips, wooden shoes clogging down a lantern-lined street, and a calmness warms us from the inside out. We also picture it as an ocean away. But lucky for us, it's right up the street. Hugging Lake Makatawa along the turquoise shores of Lake Michigan sits our very own Holland, where autumn brings canopies of changing colors that line the endless bike paths where soft breezes carry scents of fresh bread and coffee, and crinkling leaves become the soundtrack to a day filled with charm, where farmers' markets are full of just-picked pumpkins, sweet corn, and crisp apples, the very same apples that are baked with care into fresh Dutch apple pie, 
Sometimes going a world away doesn't require a passport. Step over into Holland, where a world of delight is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Hi, I'm Alicia. And I'm Daniel, Ben Adonai, from He Is Revival Ministries. Our heart is to see the church healthy, whole, and moving in the power of God. We've dedicated our lives as traveling ministers to help support and encourage the church, to help build up the church, advance the kingdom, and bring a true message of revival. We'd love for you to partner with us in prayer and financially. Connect with us online at heisrevival.com. Click on Give to make a monthly recurring donation. And keep up with us on facebook.com slash heisrevival. in concert, Franklin, Indiana, September 23rd, will give you the whole seat. You'll only need the edge. Hey, this is Gene, the front man at Current Church. and glad you found our podcast. Hope you'll find something that you can enjoy and you can take away with you. You can hit me up directly, uh, gene at currentchurch.net. Love to field any questions you might have regarding me or the church or the podcast or anything that's happening there. Hopefully you'll find out through this time that we're just a family of people that love Jesus and are working it all out from day to day, just trying to figure it out as we go with the Holy Spirit directing us every step of the way. Yeah, we make some mistakes, but I think we're probably doing some stuff right. If you ever want to visit us, you can find us at 230 Commerce Drive. We meet at the Gear in Franklin, 6 p.m. on Sunday nights. You can sleep in, come hang out on Sunday night. It's what I do. You can visit our website, currentchurch.net. We're on all the social medias-ish. Instagram at currentchurchfranklin. Facebook slash currentchurch. This is my best radio voice. It's also the only voice I have. Hey, now back to the podcast. This is Big C, Little C, a podcast from Current Church. Long before you were Bitsy Bawinkle, you were a family friend, correct? Yes. But before you were Justin's girlfriend, correct? You were just around? Yeah. um, Yeah, we met. Uh, when well, I was I was nine, mm-hmm. ten. I was ten, and he was eleven. Yeah, and was uh, a we church met. connection or neighbors or. Um. So our we were all homeschooled, and our older brothers were a part of this uh, homeschool group together, and um, yeah. Is so they they had met, uh, just playing on the same basketball team, homeschool basketball team, and. Uh, one day we were all, our moms were shopping at Aldi and it was like a regular thing and we we're all hanging out in the car and uh, my brother waved to uh, Tobin, his older brother, and was like, oh, these are my new friends. And so we went over and met, and I met uh, his older brother and him and got introduced. And then, uh, yeah, we started, my parents started going to their church like shortly after that, but we kind of started this like neighborhood hockey gang <laughs> no we played street hockey like every day at the park and uh so we grew up playing street hockey together uh i don't know how many years that went on but into our early teens and then um in high school like 16 we started dating and then recording whatever you want to call it. <laughs> whatever the parents want to call it <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, we started dating, and um, so we knew each other for a long time. Was that like okay? We're sixteen now that we can do this, or like oh, wait, I'm starting to think about you differently than oh. the last seven years. <laughs> you want that story? <laughs> okay, well, Ashley wants the story. We want the story. So we used to do this uh, festival um, every year called Cornerstone, <laughs> and his dad uh, ran a stage there, and um, their band would play uh, multiple stages, but. Um, I would go always go and help out and stuff. And anyways, it was coming up close to the festival and um, his dad was like, all right, we're going to this festival, you know? And then like, I don't know, there was some awkward moments because we knew we liked each other, but neither one of us had said it and neither of us wanted to like ruin our friendship at that point to like, you know, go any further because we're like, we're like 16. What's really going to happen, honestly? <laughs> so we're just like, we'll just wait. So anyways, his dad sat us down and was like in a you know was just like hey okay so Pitsy do you like Justin? <laughs> and I was like yes sir. And then Justin <laughs> with his head down is like yes. <laughs> and anyways, that's how we found out we liked each other. Like vo- verbally, we knew we liked each other. But that's a one of a kind story. It's a that's, home school. Yeah. So, so that basically, was that, that was that, that's in, true. That was that cornerstone. No, no, that was before we left for Cornerstone. But his dad basically hooked us up, (laughs) if you want to say it that way. Thank you, Papa Bowen. Thanks, Pops. (laughs) Um, But anyways, yeah, so we we would do this festival every year, and um, it was a blast. And I miss it, but, you know, it's good times. Yeah, that that festival doesn't exist anymore, and that's a shame. It doesn't? Audio Feed exists. Audio Feed. But Audio Feed's great, too. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. a great festival. So everybody should go to that. So the, f- the fact that you were around forever um, and then you were on the road with them, that was probably a, a, an easier transition than drummer gets married and, hey, guys, my wife's on the road with us now. Was it a more natural fit because of that? Uh, in certain ways. I mean, I was used to working with all of them, um, which is a big, a lot of times in, with bands, a big complication when you uh, put somebody new into the mix that, when you already have this thing going, it's like, uh, I had already worked with them before I did anything after, like before we were married and I did the finances and the tour managing and merch and stuff. I used to design their albums and t-shirts and all of that stuff. So I'd spent many of hours working with them and, you know, I love those boys, but they're really particular about their artwork. (laughs) So many times correcting and recorrecting drawings and, um, when I was going to college, that's kind of what I was going for in the start was graphic design. So, um, you know, I was excited to work with them. But, um, yeah, throughout the years, I did a lot of screen printing for them. And, um, and then, you know, when you play hockey with somebody, you just really get to know them. <laughs> By the way, I still have two of your graphic design books. And oh. um, I know exactly where they are. You they're, have they're in, graphic design books of mine? Yeah, you lent them to me. I did? Yeah. So just... So you don't think they're gone forever? I know where they are. Oh, uh-huh. like the how-to ones, <laughs> like the <laughs> like the textbook ones. I'm thinking like my artwork. Oh no 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 no! no, no. <laughs> I was like, why do you have my artwork? No, no. Yeah, I so didn't. If know. you need them back, call them in. Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's cool. I didn't know that you, you did graphic design work, like on their album work and t-shirts. T- yeah. Did you say t-shirts? Yeah. And things. Yeah, too? t-shirts, uh, patches. I did uh, a lot of their patches back in the day before. 
before they would get them to a company, I'd screen printed all of their patches and stuff. You're just a jack of all trades. You literally know how to do everything. Well, I don't know everything. Yes, but you do. But I early did. on, you were doing this stuff. Like at a very young age, yeah. you were doing a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I was like, just anything I get my hands into, anything I, um, you know, had a chance to try, I was all about it. You know, wanted to try everything. I wanted to. If it meant screen printing, it, it wasn't like I was super passionate about it. I, I do enjoy it, but um, I was just like, well, this needs to happen. So let's do it. It's Flatfoot56. Look them up on YouTube. Um, they're still going, by the way. They are, yeah. 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 Okay, so you were part of YWAM after high school, right? Um, yeah, and a few years of college. Okay. I, I was 21 when I did YWAM. Cool. Yeah. So... For those of us who don't know, because I didn't know what YWAM was until I came to Current, what is YWAM? Uh, it's a ministry called Youth with a Mission, and um, they're all over the world. Um, they have these things called uh, Discipleship Training Schools, DTS, and that's what I did. Um, I was just in it for that. I didn't like go any further, but a lot of people uh, start their um, career as missionaries in YWAM, um, and with the discipleship training school, they usually have a lecture phase and then um, an outreach phase. So you go for so many months. For mine, it was five months and um, learn about God, learn about like the, you know, different aspects of God and the Holy Spirit. And um, also a big thing that their uh, support is just learning how to um, bring God everywhere you are and um, in whatever you're doing and what that looks like. And so the discipleship training portion is is all about that and really helping particularly younger people, but like it's for anybody um, to really like go into their adult years, understanding their talents and gifts and uh, what they want to offer in a way that um, they can minister in that, you know? Yeah, I feel like, you know, you were talking about how to, like, bring that into your adult life and, like, how to, I don't know, know Christ and, like, show Christ to others and, like, love them and stuff. I feel like I see that with you, with your neighbors and just the way that you love on people at church and stuff. But, like, what other ways do you think YWAM has kind of been ingrained into you now as an adult? I think I think that is the biggest way, honestly. I went expecting to – I didn't know – I didn't – I went into it – not knowing what I was going to get out of it, honestly. I had known a lot of missionaries in my life growing up, and in a way, I don't want to say, like, idolize them or anything, but, like, always it was something that I always thought I would want to do, like, go and be a missionary. And I had all these people that I knew that um, were amazing that I just was like, that's such a cool life, you know? Um, and then I went to a DTS, and it really taught me about just – taking God where you are, you know, and how important it is that our lives are the mission field, not just like going away somewhere special and um, doing ministry and then going home, but every day. Yeah. You wanted, where but... were you for your DTS? So I went to uh, New Zealand for the first three months. That's amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. It's as amazing as it could be. <laughs> um I really was um, like just in awe of the beauty that's there, like 
the I was on the South Island and um, it's just gorgeous. Like the bluest water you've ever seen, the greenest plants, just uh, great, amazing people. Uh, everyone's super friendly. We lived kind of outside of Christchurch about, I think it was like an hour or something, drive in this little sheep farm town. <laughs> so literally I'd open my bedroom window and there were sheep <laughs> in the, right. the property next to us and kind of stinks a little bit, but you know, they're, it's cool. It's really pretty because the mountains were in the background and then all these sheep is just this like glorious experience. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. Can we go now? That yeah, sounds great. I know. <laughs> it was kind of, it was. Take me to the sheep land. Yeah. It was, it was pretty amazing. You were there three months? I was there three months. Yeah. So do you want me to tell like how I got there? Yeah. Yeah. How did YWAM come about for you? And for the answer to that question and many, many more, you'll have to check out our next episode. That's when we ran out of time. We'll pick up right where we left off. Thanks to Ashley for sitting in as co-host and thanks to Bitsy. Special thanks today to Lance Short Fine Graphics for some of the artwork that accompanies the Big C Little C podcast. If you're not following us on Instagram, please do now at Big C Little C podcast. listening to Big C Little C, a podcast from Current Church. For more information, visit currentchurch.net or look for us on Facebook and Instagram. Current Church is located in Franklin, Indiana and meets on Sunday nights at 6 at The Gear. Theme music written and performed by Still the Hand, imaging by Jessica Albertson. Please join us next time for more conversations on Big C Little C.